What is going on, Fantasy Alarm family? My name is Justin Fedsterman, along with Ryan Hallam and Max Sells. It's the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. And it's about to get hot because we're coming off of an amazing, amazing round of divisional games after such a crappy week during Super Wild Card Weekend before here. And guys, we've got a lot to uncover and you know what, Ryan, let us let me talk to you first here, Ryan, because first of all, Ryan, congratulations on your 49ers advancing. We're going to likely get into that. We're going to get into something else a little bit, but I, I wanted to kind of sidebar with you first, Ryan, because last night we got hit up late at night with by an angry, frustrated Matthew Sells wanting <laughs> to do this podcast as soon as we possibly can. And that is because of what is going on with the overtime rules being called into question after the Chiefs-Bills game. Were you feeling the sales heat when he sent us those messages? Yeah, I mean, usually we don't do this till Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes even Friday. Uh, but we saw that, and it's always good to have a little fun. And when someone really has something passionate to go after, I think that always makes the shows better. So I was, I was the first one to jump on and be like, let's do it. Just tell me when. Well, for those that may have missed the Bills-Chiefs game, what are you doing? It was an awesome game. And with a ton of scoring in the final minute of action, all of a sudden, 13 seconds seems like an eternity. I even tweeted it out that time stood still during regulation of that game, especially in the fourth quarter. But then we get to overtime, and do-do-do, the Chiefs march right down the field, score a touchdown, game is over, and... Mr. Sells over here was not too pleased, as are a lot of you out there. And you can always contact us at Fantasy Alarm. Give us your opinions on this matter, too. But, Sells, let's hear from you, man, because you were definitely the most passionate of the three of us regarding what went on in overtime and maybe what the future holds regarding overtime and its rules in the NFL, man. How are you feeling when the Chiefs all of a sudden, after this great back and forth, just march right down and score game over? I mean, I felt like I did in 2018 when the Patriots did the same thing to the Chiefs, right? Like, everybody goes, oh, both offenses should have a chance with the ball, especially in overtime. That's not the way I see it. There are three parts to a game. As Ryan very well knows, the third phase won his team a shot in the NFC Championship, right? They didn't score an offensive touchdown all day. They still made... The, the NFC Championship because they blocked a punt, okay? Defense is part of the game. The Bills had the number one defense in the league this year, number one scoring defense, number one yards, number one in rushing yards, number one in passing yards. Couldn't stop the Chiefs, okay? Boo-hoo. The Chiefs' defense couldn't stop the Bills either, right? So I get it. Everybody wanted Josh Allen to have a shot. But let me ask it this way, because a lot of people are disregarding this uh, point of view. If, since every single game this weekend ended with a walk-off field goal, except for the Chiefs and Bills, if Tennessee and Cincinnati goes to overtime and McPherson doesn't make that walk-off field goal, and Ryan Tannehill doesn't get a shot with the ball. Does anybody care? No, because you don't like Ryan Tannehill. If Joe Burrow doesn't get a shot, you care. If 
The Packers-Niners game went to overtime, and Jimmy G didn't get a shot with the ball. Would anybody care? I would have been crushed, but nobody. Ryan would have been crushed. <laughs> Niners fans, yeah, but nobody else, right? Because the Niners offense sucked all game. If Rodgers didn't get a shot with the ball, would anybody care? Maybe not. That entire offense put up 60 yards of offense in the entire second half. Plus he's okay? So, like, nobody would care. If Stafford or Brady didn't get a shot in overtime, would people care? Yeah, because it's Stafford and Brady. So it comes down to the quarterback, I think. I don't think anybody actually cares that both teams get a chance. I think they care that one of the marquee quarterbacks in the league didn't get a shot. You know what? Maybe his marquee defense should have stopped people. I don't know if it's necessarily the quarterback, but I just think it was more because the game was so good and people enjoyed it so much that they wanted more of it. Uh, I, I understand your point on some of the guys. I understand your point about both teams not touching the ball. I, I'm I'm not wholly against it either. I thought once they changed it to score a touchdown, the game is over. Was a hell of a lot better than score a field oh, goal and the game sure. is over. I mean, it does, like you said, it changes things. It decides, Do you go for the touchdown to put the dagger, or do you try to play it safe and get the field goal and put your defense on the field? So I do think it's already changed some things. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, you know, it was it did come down to a coin toss, kind of, because both defenses just disappeared in the fourth quarter. Uh, a- after a pretty well-played other, what, you know, most of the game, 55 minutes, uh, so I was not a person tweeting about the rules change at the end. I think it sucked because the game was so good. I think people wanted to continue. Uh, so I think more than more than that, yeah. I don't think anybody wanted more 49ers Packers the way that game was going in the snow, and it just kept getting – conditions kept getting worse and worse, and everything was terrible. But to have some more of that magic that we were watching last night would have been cool, but I, I don't have a problem with, with how it ended. Fensty, let me ask you this. Since the rule change happened in 2010 and then was extended to the regular season in 2012, but since 2010, how many games do you think, including regular season and postseason, have gone to overtime in the NFL? I'm going to go with 30. There's been 160 overtime games since 2010. Since this, you know, if you score a touchdown first, you win, rule change came into place. How many times do you think the first team to touch it has won? I'm going to go with 55. They have won 82 of the 160, which is basically a coin flip. It's basically 50-50. How many times do you think they've won it on a touchdown? Thereby walking like what we saw last night. 12. 35 times. So less than a quarter of all overtime games since this rule change has happened have ended on a walk-off touchdown. That means both teams have touched the ball at least once in more than 75% of games. Does that sound like something that needs to be changed? No. The Bills stopped them from getting 45 yards in 13 seconds, which, by the way, is less time than it took Dak to run 15 yards down the field and screw up their playoffs. They stop them from kicking the field goal in regulation. It doesn't matter. If the, if, uh, what's his face, the kicker for Kansas City, either hits an extra point or hits a field goal, the Bills aren't in the spot to take the lead. They'd still be behind in that last possession. Stop them on defense. Like, 
I don't I don't understand why every if you want to play offensive only football, run seven on seven drills like it's some small town high school in the Midwest. I honestly am trying to figure out which side of the fence I'm on after this, because if you asked me last night and Ryan, this is where I think what you said comes into play. I think we were all it was just one of those games where all of us as sports fans Forget who we root for. Forget what we support, what we don't. I think that there was just a few-hour period where all of the sports fans just realized all together why the hell they love sports in the first place. And I think, Ryan, part of it was people wanted to see the game go on or have a more amazing type of storybook ending. Because, right, every book needs a good ending. Well, not necessarily. That's not how it works. And... The other thing is with what you're saying, Cells, I kind of agree with what you're saying in a way because if anyone can stop the Chiefs, it's the best defense in the NFL. And so you would think, and we've seen so many teams, especially throughout the last year, late game situations, not go for one, but go for two, a chance to tie, that they're passing up to go for it. I've seen the Ravens do crap like this multiple times, but this is the Bills we're talking about here. So I kind of get what you're saying, and I know this too, Cells. You've been going back and forth with my co-host, Adam Ronis, and I know where Ronis stands at this point based off your discussion. Things like hockey were brought up and stuff like that. There's no way to, when it comes to possessions with back and right. forth sports like hoops and hockey, there's no way you can bring up that fairness. What are you going to do? Free throw shootout in the NBA? No, you're not. What do you, I mean, I guess what you do, you we've all, we've offered the shootout to become even more impactful in the NHL. In this situation though, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm like, I'm thinking going in, okay, Chiefs have the ball first. But our defense is the best in the NFL. This is the time where they step up. And based off what had been happening the previous, what, 90 seconds of the game, it was almost like neither team played defense because that was the perception at the time that people were witnessing. We were all living in the emotion of it. Right. And so, I mean, I get that people are just like, well, let's get another five minutes of that. Well, here's the problem. Are you going to get five minutes of that? Because if we go to college, in which both teams are guaranteed to touch the ball once, the team that touches the ball second wins 62% of the time. Right now, it's a 50-50 flip in the NFL between who wins first or second. In college, it's 62%. So you're completely flipping the advantage to the team that either loses the coin toss or wins it and defers. So like, and, and then I see people, well, let's just play a whole another 10 or 15 minute quarter. Okay. What about okay, a five one minute team quarter? Has, what, what about a five minute quarter? It's weird to say, but Hey, the end of a five minute quarter in the NFL, cause the, the bills had, I don't know. They said it on the game on Sunday night that the bills had, 20, or no, sorry, it was the Packers. They said it during the Packers game that the Packers led the NFL this year in drives over five minutes this year. And they had, you know, it's not necessarily that hard to put together a five-minute drive for those caliber of offenses. So you can't do five minutes. I'm fine with the 10 minutes. 
it shortens the game, whatnot. But what happens if you do a 10-minute, like, perfect example, the Raiders-Chargers game, the last Sunday night game of the season. That game went down to literally the last second, as we all talked about the timeout, whatever. Okay, they played the full 10 minutes. The Raiders had two possessions. The Chargers only had one. So now do you have a complaint because Justin Herbert didn't get as many overtime possessions as Derek Carr? Like, how do you ha- – if if the argument is both teams should have as many possessions, then you're not playing a timed overtime. You're playing college rules. And at some point, that's going to become a two-point two contest like they do in college. Or, as NFL memes had on Twitter – you get to the point where the Chiefs win 146 to 139 in the 19th overtime. Because the other thing to consider is, this is the playoffs. These guys got to turn around and play next week. What happens if you extend the game because you don't like the fact that Josh Allen didn't touch the ball and Mahomes or Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or an offensive lineman or CEH or some other key member of, hell, let's say Buffalo wins and Josh Allen or Diggs or... Gabe Davis, who had the best receiving game in the history of the NFL playoffs. One of those guys gets injured. Now you got to turn around and play in the playoffs without your best player because we just had to play fair for everybody. I'm actually with you. I'm I'm actually with you. I really am. I I just, I I don't know if it was the emotion or just it's Twitter and everyone reacts in the very second things happen. Because all weekend it was, Best weekend ever, best weekend ever, best weekend ever, best weekend ever. And then everyone got pissed at the overtime rules. So I, just, I really do think it was just, you know, in the moment, the game was so good. But I, I honestly completely agree with everything you're saying. You're never going to please any, everyone. I think this system works. I think it, it, it makes it the most fair for everyone. Scoring a touchdown is not easy, despite how many were scored in the last two minutes last right, night. Uh, it's not easy to just go down and drive and score. The Chiefs were held to a field goal or had to take a field goal on four of their nine possessions in regulation. The Bills either punted four times or scored four touchdowns on their possessions. So you already had the defenses making stops half the time. Like, And you can't compare football to other sports in which they both get touches because basketball is an up-and-down game. NHL is an up-and-down game. Baseball is just holy, like, you can't compare, right? Like, I've seen people, well, if they hit a homer in the top of the inning, it doesn't end. Okay, but that's a wholly inaccurate comparison. Like, it, even soccer goes to shootouts and people hate that. Oh, don't even, by the way, don't even talk about baseball. I mean, the stupid runner on second. That's what I was oh, just going to say. That's that way rule. worse than this rule. They, they should, that, that crap has to go, okay? Yep. That you know, it's that's ridiculous right there. That's something that needs to change. Like we're right now. My next question I was going to pose to the group here was, what is the best way to make it fair to appease just about everyone? Baseball, it's more of just change the damn thing. All right, anything but this at this point. I don't think like you guys are saying. I don't think there's a way to make everybody happy. No, and that's the like the one thing Matt said. If if they had done the, the college rules or whatever, it would have gone until midnight the way these two teams were going because there was there was no defense left at all uh, and no one you know you don't want an eighty two to seventy eight game nobody wants that I, I really do feel I 
given his statistics that Matt has thrown out there that, that you know, it's 50-50 and all this and, and scoring a touchdown is not easy, I really don't think they need to change anything. I think they just – it was an unfortunate ending for a great game where Buffalo really was left holding the bag when really they had the game won with 13 seconds left. Yeah, stop them with 13 seconds. Like, squib kick it. I'm sorry, but squib kick it. Run four or five seconds off. They only can run one play, and the odds of them getting into field goal range on that one play, pretty dang slim. So, like, yes. Did did Josh Allen play phenomenally in the postseason and he's not in it? Sure. He had, what, nine touchdowns and 12 incompletions? But defense is part of the game too, people. That's- you know what else it is? You want to know what it is? Sports fans, man. The Chiefs are now the villains to people. Uh huh. The graphics come up. They've made four AFC championship games in a row. The only team in the last however many years to play four straight or whatever it is. And all of Patrick Mahomes. And now, because the Chiefs have now been there for a few years, I think sports fans look for another team and that can actually win, maybe not a shot-in-the-dark team, but a team that they feel can actually contend, and they jump on them. And I feel like because of Buffalo and all they've gone through, the feel-good story. Wait wait till we see now everybody jumping on the Bengals like crazy. Uh, the Chiefs are now the heels yeah, of the AFC. I, I had a tweet in my head. Cowboys out, Brady out, Chiefs are out. Everyone in America can enjoy the rest of the NFL playoffs. And unfortunately, thankfully, I didn't tweet that because obviously the Chiefs won. But yeah, like all they're the, they are the last villain left. I mean, I, I certainly don't like them and I, I don't see Cincinnati beating them, but I'm sure as hell rooting for them. I mean, Cincinnati beat them in the regular season. It was in Cincinnati. I know, but it's the playoffs. They're battle tested. The Chiefs are battle tested. I'll tell you this though, between if there's if, any- if Matthew can't go though, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. If Tyron yeah. Matthew is out, then it's going to be a problem for the Chiefs to stop. Uh, By the way, one of the Higgins. one of the things I noticed at the end of that Bills Chiefs game that maybe these teams want to think of doing. I know it's pretty obvious, but I guess not. You might want to cover the middle of the field. You know, yeah, the Bills I just felt like there was a covering- lot down the pipeline. And it was just why? Why more passing down the middle of the field? Why is this happening? Right. I understand if the Chiefs didn't have timeouts left, that you would give them the middle of the field. But the Chiefs have two timeouts. Why are you covering the sideline when the Chiefs have two timeouts? I mean, they really have two options. You should have had six guys on Kelsey and six guys on Hill, and let them try to find McCall Hardman. Really, I mean, obviously that's an exaggeration, but. I mean, they throw to two guys. Just Those are the two guys that beat you. Yeah, it's just, again, look, we can all change the rules and stuff like that. And everybody that comes to me, bro, they got to change the rules. I'm going to ask you, what should it be? And they're going to be like, oh, you're the fantasy guy. Uh-uh, you're a sports fan too. Your opinion matters. What's it going to be? What would make things fair? We can think of an argument against everything at this point here. We're kind of stuck here. And that's just the way it is. And you know what? This is the one thing that Cels has said that I just can't get out of my head. You're the Buffalo Bills. You're the big boy on the block. Yet you can't stop the Chiefs, even though they're the Chiefs. You can't stop a team 
for a series? You can't know. Everybody forgot that the Bills can play defense. That's what it is. It was score after score after score, and that's what everybody became focused on, very emotionally invested. And this goes into, again, what you're saying, Ryan, that people wanted that game to continue and had this amazing storybook ending. But that's not life. That doesn't always work like that. Oh, hell, even just holding to a field goal would have extended the game. Just couldn't let them go down and do what they did. Right. I mean, it, it, comes, it comes down to if the defense had held them for one I don't know, 13-second period? That game ends and Buffalo is in the AFC title game hosting the Bengals. Right. I mean, it's They had, and there's that, there's that picture that went around Twitter all this week of Stephon Diggs longingly looking at the Chiefs celebrating their AFC championship win last year and how he said, I had 364 days to think about this. Well, that guy didn't show up basically all game, Right. Like, you had the chance, you had every chance possible to knock them off, and you didn't. And and all the people are saying, well, both teams should have a possession and then should go to sudden death. Why? We just played a whole 60-minute game where both teams had possessions. What does one extra possession before we end the thing matter? This is going to be a hot topic of conversation all week, even though we have conference championships going on right now. But you know who didn't get knocked out? Ryan Hallam, San Francisco yep. 49ers, came on the radio. We said, Ryan, we take our bet seriously here as a fan. You came on alarm after hours and you said it can happen. You believed in your 49ers, not just because you were a fan. You made sure of note. And now they're moving on. So I'm putting you on the spot, Ryan. Matthew Stafford, good enough to beat your 49ers? I mean, good enough to beat them, yes. I, I, I think we're going to do it again, though. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, Garoppolo's never lost to the Rams. It's six in a row. Uh, SoFi is kind of our south uh, home field. We've beaten them there every time. They just don't have the killer instinct, man. Uh, but Brady almost made another amazing comeback. Uh, I, I know they won the game on a couple blown coverages. Uh, but I, I really do think that, that they're going to go in and win again. Uh, I, you know, it's not probably going to be pretty. Uh, surely they'll do better than they did last week. Obviously, the offense sucked. It was dropping balls left and right, and then the conditions got really bad. Uh, but the defense is still really, really good. It's going to be the same thing with Cup that it was with Devontae Adams. If they can not let him get 150 yards or more. I, I mean, I, I'm sure Cooper Cup's going to get 100 yards. He's he killed us both times already this year. Uh, but just stop him from having this monster game. Uh, and we have a really good slot corner in Kwan Williams. I hope can at least hold him to even a buck 10. I, I think we'll be okay. But I just don't, I, I don't know. They're in the Rams head. I, I think they're going to go in there and win. They're going in with confidence. They had no business winning that game on Sunday. Uh, they played like absolute garbage against the Packers. Uh, but in the end, they found a way to do it. Special teams, like Matt said, uh, you know, blocked the punt. Found it, brought it in the end zone, and then the guys made the plays. The guys who've been dropping the ball, you know, Kittle had a couple drops, Debo had a couple drops, but damn it, that last drive they came through where they made the catches, uh, and and Robbie Gold knocked it through. Well, we're supporting you, Ryan. We're so we're rooting you on here, man. The Road Warriors that are the 49ers cells. Before we move on, are there any teams in this conference championships that you're rooting for at all? You root for a lot of teams. <laughs> um. 
I mean, my fandom still lies with the Jets. I have lived out near KC for the last 17 years. So, but I mean, I got a feel for the for the Bengals fans. Man, they haven't seen it in a while. I really do, it doesn't matter to me. Either one in the NFC would be fine. I think they're both, um, you know, reasonable stories. I would like to see Stafford finally get a shot. He's played well enough in Detroit to to do it. Um, so, I mean, obviously it'd be sweet if the Chiefs made it again, but, um, we'll see. I will say though, that where the Rams vary from the Packers is that no wide receiver aside from Devontae Adams was targeted through three quarters by the Packers last week. The Rams have more weapons on the outside that they can use, right? They have OBJ, they have obviously Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson is probably better than any of the other guys on um green bay outside of Devonte adams um so and the tight end is basically like you know green bay doesn't really use a tight end so that advantage disadvantage whatever um but yeah i mean the thing with the rams is that they got to hold on to the football they had four fumbles actually five stafford got it back on that last possession but he yeah he did oh he did dude, it on that last I, possession Dude, I was holding the baby, and I freaked out, and she freaked out. And I nearly <laughs> threw her up in the air. I'm like, like I got to remember, I'm a parent now holding a child. I can't be, like, flaring my arms like crazy. I just, like, freaked out. like. <gasps> yeah, I mean, Cam Akers can't fumble it twice. He's also got to put up more than 48 yards. So I think it's going to be an absolute defensive showdown on Sunday. I think it's going to be spectacular. Um, you know who? Yeah, Ryan? You know who was really hoping that the Rams weren't going to win was the NFL because they could really use this weekend to prep SoFi for the stadium, uh, you know, for for the Super Bowl because now they got to get a home NFC playoff game in there and then turn it around for the Super Bowl in two weeks. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm not pulling for anybody in particular this weekend. Yeah, no, Ryan, just for you, I will root for your 49ers. I think the Chiefs. Are beaten since though. It's been fun watching Joe Burrow. He'll be back at some point. Okay. At some point, he'll be back in the next few years. But it's done. The road ends here. I don't know, man. If again, if Tyron Matthew is out with the concussion, it's gonna be really hard for the Chiefs to slow down that Cincy passing game. I hope you're right, man. I really do. I just I think mean, I just are... look at I just look at what Allen and I mean they couldn't even co- cover Gabe Davis. I mean Come on, you got three dudes on Cincinnati who are easily better than That's Gabe true. Davis, and two of them are probably better than Diggs. They got the run game. You're right. You got CJ Uzama, who's come out and been an absolute stud in the middle there, and Joe Mixon is playing with his with his hair on fire. So it's. I don't know, man. It's going to be a showdown in both of these things. I, you're going to see – come on, man. We're going to see all offense in that first game. And then we're, it's going to be a – what, another like a 16-13 defensive struggle yeah, it's probably in the NFC like Championship. 17, oh, it'll be perfect. I'll fall asleep in the third quarter. No, you know what? I'm not because I'm literally – you know, Ryan, I'm not even going to – this is where I'm going to – we're going to bring it full circle to the family table here. And this is where, Ryan, I'm going to ask you a question here because – I, you're a good guy. You're a 49ers fan. You know, we were laughing you off before. Now, boom, here they are in the NFC Championship. Like, it, here's my – this is a question because this is for a lot of sports fans. Some would prefer it, some not. 
Do you not like to be texted and stuff by people during the game? Um, it kind of depends on, I don't know. I guess it depends on the person and how the messages are going. Like you guys uh, are down by like, I don't know, 10 points in the final eight minutes of the game. And I yeah, send you a text. I'm rooting for you, man. <laughs> actually, Matt was messaging me a lot during the game uh, on Saturday. <laughs> and it was actually a good conversation. Uh, I've gotten others. From, I got many uh, in 2019 in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, congratulating me on the Super Bowl win, and I don't want to speak to those people ever again. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys who did that did that again in the Cowboy game when they were coughing up the league. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, so, <laughs> so you'll answer though. That's the thing. You won't. Oh yeah, just... I, oh, yeah. I'm gonna answer. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I mean, it, it's you know, if if they just give up a touchdown, they're down seven or down ten. You're like. Oh, like, I don't need that. But yeah, if it's just like, like a conversation, so this I'm is good. what I'm going to say. Be respectful, okay? Because, look, it's awesome that Ryan's team is there. And the Rams may come out and kick their ass. But you know what? Hey. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Put that's that going to happen. out there. I What's know. No, first of all, oh, first of all, stop with the jinxes, okay? You're putting it on yourself, and you're blaming yourself for the team losing, and I feel sorry for you for doing that. But at the same time, Ryan, at the end of the day, this is what I want to say to everybody out there. Just be nice and respectful. Don't troll the person that's rooting for one of the teams in there. Like, be nice. Like, let them have fun rooting on their teams. You don't, They don't need their negativity. That's all I'm saying. Just be nice. If your team loses, don't text the person to the next day. Like, I didn't text Petey Stitz yesterday, and I felt bad. I, I, you know, he texted me after the Niners game, and I wanted to, but like, lose having your team lose that way has got to just be gut wrenching. So maybe I'll text him today, but uh, it's, uh, it, yeah, if if they if they lost, I really don't want to hear from you until the next day. <laughs> let me let me drown my sorrows in my alcohol and wake up tomorrow and start over. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Let's see, what are you bringing to the table? I mean, what else could it be, man? Go 49ers. <laughs> Beat them 31-10 the first time, 27-24 in Week 18 to even get to the playoffs. Uh, so I think that Jimmy G is going to come through. I know he's not great. And I was on the Dr. Roto show uh, on Sirius Saturday morning, and one of the questions he asked me was, like, at the end of this game, can we see? Can we be sitting there blaming Jimmy Garoppolo for the loss for a play that he made? And my answer was absolutely yes, because he makes bonehead plays in every game. It's usually more than one. Uh, and luckily, the defense usually bails him out. Obviously, it didn't happen in the Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, but you know what? The dude has to make a play. The dude makes a play most of the time. Uh, so uh, I'm just rooting for my team, hoping to come through. I know one of my best friends is a Rams fan. Rick Wolf's a Rams fan. Uh, I know uh, Dan and Al Williams are Rams fans. So I've got some company mojo working against me but uh still uh still rooting for my team to get that sixth ring finally and i can't i can't watch them lose another one uh, in the last 10 years so go 49ers fam you're up sills um yep yeah, by the way that you bring up the uh rams niners game that 27 24 went to overtime didn't end on a walk-off. <laughs> it was one of them. The Niners got the ball first. They kicked the field goal. Then they picked off Stafford, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'm, ju <clears throat> I'm just going to toss it out there that um, no matter how your season ends as, as a fandom, just be happy for the season you got. Because, like, 
they had this discussion on the Rich Eisen show this morning. Would you rather your team get blown out like the Patriots did against Buffalo last week, or would you rather it come down to what the Bills just went through with Kansas City? Just be happy your team is there. I am a long-suffering Jets fan, probably never going to see them make a, another playoff game the rest of my life at this point, um, <laughs> just because they're a horribly run organization. Just be happy that your team made it. And yes, I know they expanded the playoffs. Now almost half the league makes the playoffs, whatever. Just be happy your team made the playoffs, that you got to enjoy it, that you got to watch sports this late in the year, because it doesn't always happen. And one last thing, Mike Vrabel should be the absolute favorite to win coach of the year this year. I'm sorry. Nobody else, I don't care that, Matt LaFleur won 39 games in three years, and okay, great. The rest of the division sucks. Okay, you can say that about the Titans. Here's the thing with Variable. He used 92 players this year to get the number one seed in the AFC. 92. That's more than any other team has ever used in a single season, regardless of 16 weeks, 17 games, whatever. A lot of good it did them. He lost the best player in the league for half the season and still put up pretty good offensive yards. Yes, Ryan Tannehill had a craptastic day. <laughs> okay, it happens. It does. But he should easily be the coach of the year. It's it shouldn't even be it shouldn't even be close in my opinion. The only other guy that should be close is Zach Taylor for Cincinnati. But Mike Rabel should be should have that thing locked up. And hopefully he gets a good deal. And for those that want a good deal, by the way, FantasyAlarm.com, our MLB draft guide, is living and gets out. It's ready to go. Nothing stops the winning unless we allow it to stop. Because when you sign up for the draft guide, boom, 50% off just like that. Under $20, rankings, sleepers, bust, multiple sets of rankings. So you could go to different analysts such as Howard Bender, Jim Bowden, and even Adam Ronis to my co-host of Alarm After Hours. And by the way, Cells, you know, you were talking about the Jets for a second, and I just want to add this one other thing. I believe it was in the 2006 season, the Jets were playing the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs, and they completely got their ass handed to them. And I was sitting there completely not enjoying the game at all. So for those that don't want the heartbreak and stuff like that, let me tell you, You'd rather have fun and a fun experience watching your team in the playoffs than not necessarily getting blown out by 30 points by your rival and just sitting there the entire time with just your freaking drink in your hand, not even rooting, just saying that. My teams have been through a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm an Islanders fan as well. Give Ryan Hallam a follow on Twitter at Fighting Chance and root for his 49ers too, okay? He deserves nice things. Give Matt Sells a follow on Twitter, at the Sellsman. And he has a shirt on that says, Trey Turner is fast. Former Yankee fan, Matt Sells. I'm Justin Fensterman. You can By follow the way, he's on the Dodgers now, so that doesn't even count. He was on your team, okay? He was, yes. Okay. I'm Justin Fensterman at Fancy Sports on Twitter. We're always going to dominate no other option. We will win. <laughs>